Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 170. Kind of news 2.0, another news episode. But anyway, I am Tom, and joining me tonight is Matt. What's up, everybody? And and that's it for the evening. Uh, we are tonight just two guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So a couple things to start the show, and not all Disney, actually only half of one thing is really Disney related, but um, I think it's just the Matt and Tom do Disney show now. I mean, maybe you and Pete snuck in some episodes and I wasn't there, but I feel like the listeners are probably really enjoying just hearing two positive people talk about Disney, all the good things that Disney has to offer. And I feel like it's probably been refreshing. You know, you want to finish your year off off strong with the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I mean, heck, Halloween. We were, we were podcasting on Halloween this year, Tom. We were. And, and I'll tell you, it, as the holidays approach, especially for Pete, you know, he has, he has kids and, and Halloween obviously brings trick-or-treating and Halloween parties. And then you get into uh, this time of the year with Thanksgiving around the corner. I've got a ton of weddings I'll be at as well, and then we have Christmas. So it's been uh, it's been really touch and go. But I'm glad that Matt and I could find a time that overlapped where we could jump on and and knock out an episode. The only thing I will say, if you're not if you're not subscribed to the Patreon, I can't encourage it enough. We're doing four episodes a month there. We're, we're really leaving most of the news to this general episode, and we'll talk about some other things too throughout the episode and and kind of tell you what's on on tap for the for the Patreon in the coming episodes, but. Um, no, I'm excited to get to talk about Disney with you, Matt. Yeah, um, I guess two things real quick. First, um, everyone in the world is talking about Yellowstone. Have Have you started watching it yet, Tom? No, we have it taped. Uh, we have YouTube TV, and we had uh, before what season? They're on season three, right? Before season four now. I okay, think. whatever season they're on now. Before it came out, we were told to go ahead and put it in your queue, and as reruns come on, it'll just you, you know grab the episode. So we've got every episode. We're taping it as it's being released now. We have not started it. It's on our uh, it's on our list, as I like to say. So I told Tom this a little while ago, and I thought he was going to start watching it. But I'm somebody that just can't stand commercials in anything um, that it's not a sporting event. So I don't watch a lot of TV. But what I do watch is a lot of um, streaming stuff. So obviously Disney Plus. But I bought Peacock TV just so I could binge watch all of Yellowstone. Um, for like ten bucks, and I think you can do it for four ninety nine. I did it for ten. I don't like commercials, but I'm completely hooked. I just finished season two, so I'm on to season three now. And then the other good bit of news, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, um, good friend of mine, and he um he kind of joined us for a little bit of the menu Disney trip. He went to the Polynesian for um dinner with us, but he just bought his daughter and his wife and himself an annual pass to Walt Disney World. They've been longtime Universal annual annual pass holders, but he started listening to this podcast and he became hooked on Disney. So I've gotten a couple of pictures from him and his family enjoying the parks. And, and that's the kind of thing that we like to see. So, you know, when you guys are and gals are out at the parks, you know, please, you know, shoot us some pictures to our Twitter. We'd love to retweet it. We'd like to show, you know, everybody what, what kind of fun can be had at, at Walt Disney World. So with that being said, send us your pictures. We want to see you all in the parks. And I'll tell you something funny about um, that friend. I've been talking to him this week. So just to be transparent with everyone, we're recording this on November 15th. I will be at Disney World this week. Uh, we're heading down tomorrow. 
I've got a got a, a lot a lot of things on the agenda that we're going to talk about. Uh, certainly on the Patreon, but um, I was talking to him this week because part of our trip he knows better than I know. That that'll be the the hint of where I'm going. And uh, so we were talking last night actually, and I'll probably give him a call tomorrow when I'm driving down to talk through some strategy and some plan. But yeah, it, he's uh, that was really exciting. He he actually I saw a post on Instagram where he was over at Epcot and kind of told me about their time there. So. Excited for he and his family that they have kind of made that leap into the annual pass holder ship at Disney World because I've done that and it's awesome to have that kind of freedom. So, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about news tonight. I'm sure we'll have some other some other comments and things to uh, to discuss as well. But before we get to that, I want to take a moment to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, so it's been a couple of weeks since you guys have heard from us, so a lot of news has happened at Disney World. Uh, Similar to one of our last episodes, I'm not really going to break this out by park or by news item. I'm just going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to say a news story, and if if Matt has a comment on it, great. If not, uh, that's fine, too, and I think he may have some stuff on his end as well. Um, I'll start it off. More character sightings have been announced to be returning uh, later this month, so actually the the timing will be November 19th. Uh, Minnie Mouse at the Red Carpet Dreams at Disney Hollywood Studios and Mickey Mouse meet and greet inside Disney's Pixar Short Film Festival at Epcot. So I think I've explained this in the past, but if I haven't, I'll go over it again. A character sighting is not your traditional character meet and greet where you're going up to the character and giving them a hug or a high five or standing next to them for a picture. There is a, it's basically a roped off area between you and the character to maintain distance. Uh, Still kind of COVID guidelines around that, but this is better than just kind of randomly seeing them throughout the park if you do want to have your quote-unquote picture taken with them. So there's been a lot of sightings that have popped up. I expect this to continue. I don't know when we're going to get back to traditional character meet and greets that everyone knows. Uh, but for now, those are the latest two that have come have uh, have come out. That'll be November 19th. Another exciting development the Disney movie Magic Projection Show has returned to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, it returned, uh, I believe, early November. Uh, so just after we talked to you last, there are daily performances now scheduled throughout the entirety of the holiday season. It begins each night at 8.40, and then the, uh, another projection show, which is Disney's Wonderful World of Animation, follows at 9 p.m. I personally like these shows. 
I have found they're not overly popular. I don't know if people in Hollywood studios either don't stay until the close or if they're just in Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge down Sunset doing something different. I have walked up literally 10 to 15 minutes before the 840 show, which is the Disney movie magic projection show. And I've had no issue even finding a bench or a table to sit at and watch this. Uh, So if you're into projection shows, I think this one's fun to watch. If you want a perfect view, kind of get dead in the middle of the Chinese theater and and you'll see everything. And, um, you know, the projection show, obviously Disney does a great job with those. Anytime you can see a projection show at Disney, make sure you, you stick around. If it's a nighttime projection, even if it's something that can happen during the day that you know they're testing out, make sure you check that out. Because like Tom said, Disney does projections on another level. So everyone likes discounts. Uh, there has been a new annual pass holder discount that just recently was announced. Uh, Walt Disney World is going to offer a new discount for both Florida residents and annual pass holders for resort stays in early 2022. Uh, so it looks like guests can save between 10% and 25% on rooms for stays most nights from January 2nd through March 10th. Uh, this is a new deal at Disney announced. The offers can be applied. Uh, they're applicable for a minimum of one night and a maximum of 14 nights. So really, uh, that, that covers the full gamut. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been at Disney 14 nights, but if you wanted to do that and you're an annual pass holder or you're a Florida resident, you can receive 10 to 25% off dependent on the hotel you are looking to book. 14 days at Disney would be something else. I'd want to go during the summer when I could enjoy the water parks and I don't wild, think so. wide world of Disney. I'd want to go like late January through February. Like, I think the first week of February is the best week to go to Disney. So, um, some of the things that I that caught my eye, and this is just more like for the pop culture stuff at Disney that's in the news. Um, Tom, have you seen these new... Um, Lux, Lux logo, leather earbands, and Mickey Mouse stuff, and Minnie Mouse. You know, you see people wearing them all the time in the parks. I have not. But um, somebody just think about like Mickey ears or Minnie ears. They are selling some of these for um, $225 as the least expensive of the three. Um, this is a Minnie Mouse uh, <laughs> luxurious logo leather ear headband by Loungefly. That's pretty crazy to me. Um, you got some other ones up, up to a thousand dollars. I think that's like the retail price for Mickey mouse, um, a jeweled headband, seven fifty. I mean, so my wife had to have a mini mouse headband. When we went to Disney world, you know, you see them all over the place. And this is something special for the 50th anniversary, but the most expensive one is kind of like, imagine like a Mickey's Mouseketeers hat. And I think Pete actually sent that, or someone sent that in one of the group texts we're in about Disney world. But if you haven't seen this thing, man, it is, it is something else. It's a thousand dollars. The hat is covered in gold sequins and gems. It has a black lining. I mean, it is something else. You can go to um, wdnt.com and look at some of these pictures. But I mean, Tom, can you ever imagine spending a thousand dollars on a Mickey hat? No chance. No, I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, now, if that's your cup of tea, I'm not. I've probably spent thousands of dollars on Disney pins. So. Uh, who am I to yeah, talk? Yeah, there you go. Same here. Uh, I, I bought the Nautilus and the Hippopotamitai mugs out of Trader Sam's. I'm hoping to go to Trader Sam's. I, I could actually be in Trader Sam's two days to the almost like 48 hours from now, which is kind of wild to think about. Tom, have you seen the full holiday kitchen menus 
that were released for 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays? I So I have it, and I'll tell you why. I'm just focusing on food and wine because I'll be there on the last day of food and wine. So I haven't I haven't looked at it yet. But that's something that if I were going after November 21st, I'd be interested in. Yeah, there's a ton of good stuff on here. I mean, if you want to talk about some of the places um, at the Maki near the Port of Entry, um, some of the beverages that caught my eye was the Hawaiian Pale Wheat Ale. That sounds awesome. A sparkling pineapple wine and a melon breeze with spiced rum. I don't, do you do spiced rum anymore, Tom? Are you not, selling spiced rum? Not really. I um, I mean, I will if, if I have to, but not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, they got some some really, really cool stuff here. Um, you know, just looking through at Melissa's Produce, um, you know, you have a American Heritage Gourmet Hot Cocoa. Um, you know, it's getting colder in Disney World right now. You have a non-alcoholic eggnog, a sweet nutty stout from Orlando, a gourmet hot cocoa with peanut butter whiskey, whipped cream, and candied nuts. I would be all over that one. Another eggnog with peanut butter whiskey. That's awesome. I mean, you're going to be able to get hot cocoa. You're going to be able to get um, s'mores, um, chocolate-covered peanut... Chocolate... I can't talk. Chocolate peppermint shake, which looks pretty cool. You can get some beer flights. Um, I, I encourage you guys to look over the menu here if you're going to be in Disney World. You know, like Tom said, past November 21st. Um, it does get a little bit colder. They bring some some different drink options and food options out that really do um, fill your tummy with warmth. So um, make sure you check that out if you're in Disney World. So... A couple other news items for me. Um, new mask guidelines got put into place. This would have been probably the week of November 1st. Uh, new mask guidelines were put in place for all Disney World cast members. Uh, it has relaxed its mask requirement for cast members effective this coming week, which, again, would have been the first week of November. And uh, they were no longer going to require masks to be worn for fully vaccinated employees in backstage areas. However, it does look like masks will still be required for cast members in guest-facing indoor areas, regardless of vaccination status. And for those of you wondering what's going on with face coverings and masks for the Disney World guest, face coverings are still required for all guests ages two and up in all indoor locations, regardless of your vaccination status. This includes entering upon entering and throughout all indoor attractions, indoor <coughs> queues, Disney buses, monorail, Skyliner, again, regardless of your vaccination status. Face coverings are optional in outdoor areas. Yeah, and I did want to make note that um, the CDC did no longer recommend masks to be worn by vaccinated people um, indoors in Orange County, which, you know, Walt Disney World does fall in, or I'm sorry, Osceola, Osceola County. Um, so it looks like we might see some changes here soon. When you see Disney relaxing stuff for the cast members, I think it kind of means we're going to see even more relaxed measures for um, vaccinated guests. But then again, how do you prove who's vaccinated? You know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I do think I, I do know Disney's already already feeling pressure on that to uh, re- relax the mask mandates indoors. But um, we're like you guys; we just kind of report the news and we're listening to see to see what Disney changes. Um, two more items um, here for you, real quick. Harmonious soundtrack is now streaming online. Disney's released a soundtrack for Walt Disney World's new nighttime spectacular, Harmonious. Uh, it has the full twenty one minutes of music from the show. I'm a Spotify guy, but you can stream it uh, on really, I think, any streaming service. Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Really, whatever you listen to. 
Tom, by chance, did you see that uh, a bee infestation forced Joffrey's kiosk in Epcot Canada Pavilion to close I, for a little bit of time? I did see that. And you know what's funny? We went, my, my wife and I went to a crepe place uh, after she ran a half marathon this weekend. And I bet I killed, we sat outside. I bet I killed nine bees with a fork because they would land kind of near our stuff and just like sit. And so I was thinking about, are, are bees very active right now? Like, is this a time when bees are out and about? Well, for some reason, I feel like Disney has used bees in the past, and maybe they still do in different parts of um, the parks. I think in Epcot, actually, um, and maybe even in Animal Kingdom to kind of help with the the natural wildlife that they try and incorporate. But yeah, I saw that, and um, I found out it wasn't the first time this has happened. Um, Jeffrey's Joffrey's kiosk has been closed to a bee infestation before. In um, November of 2019, so maybe it's a an every two year thing. The bees come out to play, but I, I just would love to have been there to see the madhouse of running away from bees. I mean, think about who's allergic to bees. So it was. I mean, that had to be something crazy. Yeah, it was more like they were in the casings with the food. It wasn't like they were yeah. all over guests. I, I saw a lot of pictures of it, but um, anyway, the Jingle Cruise has set sail at Magic Kingdom. The holiday theme Jingle Cruise overlay of the Jungle Cruise debuted this week in Adventureland. This is something I will be definitely doing. On our trip, it brings guests on a holly jolly tour of the world's most exotic rivers uh, from now through the end of the year. So if you're going to Disney before the end of the year, yeah, go check out the Jingle Cruise. You don't have much more time for this one, but Walt Disney World is hiring improv actors for one of our favorite attractions at the Magic Kingdom that the men talk about all the time. Um, Walt Disney World is hiring improv actors for Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. You need to get your application or your submissions in by November 26th at 3 p.m. You can do that at jobs.disneycareers.com slash auditions. Um, let us know if you end up being an improv actor for Monster Sync Laugh Floor because you would immediately launch into our favorite listener of all time. Um, we love that. We talk about how funny these folks are on the spot and how you know there's been times when Maybe the park was slow or they couldn't get some stuff going. So they just actors just did. Oh, what was it, Tom? Was it during um, Not So Scary where they're doing Halloween trick-or-treating and the people were just walking through getting candy and you had the improv actors going nonstop? Um, This this would be great. I would be awful at this. I am not very funny in the moment. I'm I'm that person that gets that gets mad at myself in the shower for remembering a funny thing I should have said three days ago. But I think that is hilarious. And if you want to apply. Let us know how it works out. I'd love to hear some of our listeners as improv actors. Matt is like Michael Scott in The Office when he like thinks of a really he has like a joke book or like thinks of a funny joke and if he blows the execution he's he's really frustrated. Um, like he he walks into his social setting knowing like hey this is gonna be my icebreaker and then if he can't say it for whatever reason it, it kind of ruins the night for him. But it really does. It throws me completely off. I mean I I need to I need to start having a backup icebreaker. You know I have my one that I plan for all day. But anyway. So I think these two items go hand in hand. I don't know they're going to make anyone particularly happy, but uh, attendance continues to rise at Walt Disney World. Uh, it looks like just last week uh, there was a report that confirmed attendance at Walt Disney World continues to grow in 2021. Uh, Disney's CFO, Christine McCarthy, said that guest levels are up double digits compared to last quarter and that guest uh, spending is up 30%. So keep that in mind. Attendance is rising, spending's rising. And then as it relates to the food, food portions continue to shrink as Disney looks to make additional profits. This is not going to make people happy, right? It was revealed the resort is looking to boost profits by cutting food portions in the park, 
a move that would be quote unquote good for some people's waistlines, according to CFO Christine McCarthy. You know what? I have a lot to say about this one. Um, back when we had that chicken wing shortage about six, seven, eight months ago, I, Tom, I think you were actually there. We went to a restaurant and I ordered wings and ribs and had like fries as my side item. Well, it advertised six wings and a half rack of ribs and fries. And I got my wings and literally like two of them were normal sized wings. And the other four were literally the size of my pinky. And I'm not someone that complains at all at a restaurant. I've worked in restaurants. I totally understand. But in this particular restaurant, I happened to know the owner. So I called Jeff over and I was like, Jeff, you know, what's going on here? And he was like, well, you know, there's a shortage. So, you know, we're doing the best we can. We just can't get wings. Any guest that complains, we give them, we've given them unlimited boneless wings. And in my head, I kind of thought, well, why didn't you just tell me that, you know, outright? So I kind of appreciate Disney telling me that my portion size is going to be a little bit lower. I don't like the, um, the side jab he took to my waistline. I'm in charge of my waistline. Thank you very much. But um, but yeah, and I've seen this all over the place. My favorite Mexican restaurant in the town that I live in, I was talking to them on Friday, and um, they told me that they were, they were they apologized. They said their food menu prices have to go up because they're now paying $200 for a um, crate of chicken that they were paying $150 for like two months ago and $75 for six months ago. So I mean, we're seeing this all over the place. It's, it's hitting Disney too, so... It's not just the local communities that are getting hit, but um, yeah, that, that's a bold statement by CFO. I mean, he's really tightened the belt on the Disney organization to, to maximize profits. It is, it's a she, but uh, tighten the belt. That was that was punny. I don't know if you meant that. Uh, oh, I planned that one. <clears throat> Disney kicks off Disney's very merriest after hours. We talked about this on our on our last episode that was released to everyone. Uh, it does have character appearances. It has a Christmas time parade. This is the first Walt Disney World parade after reopening and a brand new show. Tickets are really expensive. We've gone over the ticket pricing. Uh, several nights have sold out. I've seen mixed reviews. I've seen some people say it's absolutely worth the, the basically $200 ticket, and I've seen others say that they would stay away. If you are someone who wants a Disney World parade, this is the only, only one you're getting. There's cavalcades during the day, uh, really at uh, all parks. I was thinking, is there one at Epcot? But there is. If that satisfies your kind of need for parade, then don't worry about it. But this is a full-on parade, and people are uh, people are enjoying it. I'll be honest. I mean, they have the uh, you know kind of the treats you can get: hot cocoa, cookies, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the first Genie Plus usage metrics have released for Walt Disney World. So Genie Plus is a skip the line upgrade. It's been available now for a few weeks. Disney CEO Bob Chapek said recently that the service has been moderately popular thus far, with nearly a third of the park guests purchasing Genie Plus service, adding the majority of Genie and Genie Plus users said it improved their overall park experience. This was the first comment uh, on sales for the Disney Plus or Disney Genie service since it uh, launched last month. I don't think we're going to see any hard figures, uh, but it does look like Disney's upcharge paid fast fast plus replacement is off to a running start at, at uh, in their eyes at least in their leadership's eyes. I'll be using Genie Plus. Um, interestingly, just side uh, this is kind of sidebar here side note. But when I went to book my when I, when we went to purchase our tickets, which is kind of a wild thing for me anyway because I used to not have to do that. But went to went to purchase the tickets. Disney Disney's not bashful about throwing this Genie Plus thing up in your face, and it was trying to basically make me buy Disney Plus for the entire trip. There wasn't a way to say I just want it for this day or that day at the initial purchase of tickets. So what you have to do is decline it at, the, at that moment. And then the morning of, 
or day of your visit to the park, you can buy G- Genie Plus that day. So we're going to only use it in Magic Kingdom. We don't think we need it in Epcot. And remember, you don't need Genie Plus to access the individual Lightning Lane attractions, the Flight of Passages, the Rise of Resistance, Expedition Everest, Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs. Um, let's see what else. To, uh, Frozen. You don't need Genie Plus to do that. So that's kind of our plan, and those are the comments from Disney's Brass on Genie Plus. And if anybody's interested, you can always go and figure out exactly how many people have been in the parks or rough numbers and just say, okay, a third bought it, so you can see what that's doing to Disney's bottom line. I have no idea how much this software costs to develop. I can't imagine it was um, inexpensive. But um, long story short, yeah, it's pretty cool that you're going to have that opportunity to use it. I'm really excited to hear what Tom's takeaway is from using it when he goes to the parks. Um, I think that's super exciting as well. So, Tom, we'll, we'll be anxious to hear. So, um, Primeval World, demolition is completed. If you remember, we hung out by the old Primeval World on our last... It's literally my, my... That's my last memory of being in the park. Yes. Yeah. Was that. Well, it's not... It's really not operated since 2019. It has now been fully demolished at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There's only the blue fence surrounding the former attraction site. No plans have been announced on the future of the air of this area of the park. So, I expect that fence to probably stay up for a little bit of time as Disney decides what they're going to do there. Um, and then I think the last item I have will hit home for Matt. And I don't know if you saw this, Matt, but um, new Coco scene uh, inside Philhar Magic. It's debuted. Philhar Magic has reopened after the brief refurbishment, and it brought both an upgraded projector system, which I think it desperately needed, and a brand new Coco scene. The new scene features an all new score from a, from film composer. Jermaine Franco, as well as characters singing along to Un, Un Poco Loco from the movie. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but I'm no spoilers for me. I haven't seen this scene. I haven't done Magic in, oh gosh, probably a year, maybe two. So I'm going to do Magic just for this scene, uh, if, if anything else. As well you should, as well you should. Um I saw all the renovations and everything that was done to Mickey's Philhar Magic, and that was freaking awesome. I'm so excited about that because um, I mean, it tells me that they're still they're still <laughs> pumping resources into one of my favorite attractions at the park, and I had all of Disney parks, not just not just the Magic Kingdom, but but yeah, Tom, I agree 100. percent So I, that's a lot of news we caught you up on. I'm trying to think if there's anything hanging out there. Uh, for us, I, as I mentioned, I'm going to Disney World this week. I, I don't know if, if we'll get this episode out right before the Disney trip or, or it'll be right after, but um, we're going to talk about it in depth on the Patreon. Uh, we'll have a kind of a pre-trip episode that releases and then a post-trip report just to, to give you a, sne- a little sneak peek. It's going to be a three-day trip for me, Magic Kingdom, Universal, and Epcot. I'm sure everyone is uh, hit and rewind now because they're like, did he just say universal? I did say universal. That is uh, something I have not, not done. I did the, is it called Halloween Horror Nights? I think we did that one evening on our last trip. That was a little bit of taste uh, to universal for me. And uh, I'm going back. I'm going to give it a full day. Uh, we're not going to do Hollywood Studios. We're not going to do Animal Kingdom. We did not buy Park Hopper. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for you too, because that's why I was, I was giving you the, let me talk sign on the podcast but I, i'm so jealous that you're going to experience 
actual, you know, Harry Potter world. Because Diagon Alley was cool, but I, I really do feel like Hogwarts is, is where it's at. And um, you're going to have a blast. I can't wait to hear about the, the attractions there, because I have heard that, especially the Jurassic Park. Um, Velocicoaster. Yep. Velocicoaster. I've heard it's the best It's the best roller coaster in North America right now. So I, I know that's a, it's a little bit different than what you do on Rise of the Resistance, and it's a little bit different than what you do on um, Flight of Passage, which, you know, are the two most ridiculous attractions I've been on in a long time. But I cannot wait to hear your review on that. And, you know, make sure you listen to the Patreon because we are a Disney podcast, but it's fun to step outside of our bubble sometimes and experience things that are still fun. It's, you know, it's funny. One, I'm all the things you just said. I mean, I, I have done my best because I, you know, when you went, when you, I had the fortunate opportunity to go to Disney so many times that I wanted everything to be so perfect, and I probably did more spoilers than I should. But Universal uh, Halloween Horror Nights, I did no spoilers. Like that first, that I don't even remember the name of that roller coaster. You know what I'm talking about? The roller coaster you have to take everything out your pockets, and you know the Mummy, which I had done over a decade ago. I didn't really remember any of that. So I've done no spoilers for this, and we didn't get to see Ons of Adventure. We only got to see Diagon Alley. I don't really know Harry Potter all that well, but Matt does, so I trust that that's where we what we got to see. I've heard rumblings that it's probably going to be decorated for Christmas. My wife loves Christmas. Uh, in our trip, we're going to be, you know, doing a little downtown, doing a little Disney Springs, looking at the Christmas tree trail there. I mean, we're going to do, we're, we're going to have some downtime, which is nice. We're going for a wedding of a, a Disney cast member, actually. So we're going to have some downtime where we're not doing the parks. The first night we get there, which will be tomorrow as of this recording, we're going to go spend, uh, you're going to do dinner at Disney Springs and walk around there, just us two. So I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, here's the only thing I'm concerned about. Our buddy, who I was who I was texting about about Universal, said that Velocicoaster is the most intense roller coaster he's ever ridden, and I don't know why, but he seems like a a tough guy. Like intensity isn't going to bother him. And now I'm scared. Now I'm a little nervous. Well, to to give you guys some background, the guy that that, that Tom's talking about, I mean, he works at Harley Davidson Orlando in one of those um, offices. And he sells Harleys all day, every day. He lives the Harley lifestyle. He has a bike. I mean, this guy was in the army. He used to jump out of planes. So, I mean, for him to say that, Tom, I didn't know that. But I mean, this is a guy that's gone very fast on motorcycles. This is a guy that's done all the crazy things possible in the army. I mean, jumping out of a plane and then comparing this to being one of the most intense roller coasters he's ever done, that makes me want to get in my car tomorrow and join y'all on the trip. Yeah, he, he's a tough SOB, and I kind of told him some of our plan, and he liked it. So uh, anyway, with that, uh, if you, like, like we said, if you're not on the Patreon, uh, we'd love to have the support. We've, we're growing every day there, and people are uh, there's a ton of episodes. One of our more popular episodes, believe it or not, is when we, we talked about Pete's trip to Dollywood and kind of went in-depth on that. Not you know Matt said we love talking Disney, but people like to hear about other theme parks too. So with that being said, um, before I get to the secret, continue to support Kingdom Strollers. If you're going down there with kids, they do a great job and they provide a great service and uh, they support us too. Uh, going to the secret of the night. Did you know there are special visas that exist only for working at Epcot? So obviously you think World Showcase. So the, the way that way the cast members that are from the respective country can come over to Epcot on a special visa to work in their country's pavilion. Uh, so that is uh, that's pretty neat. I'm glad to see that representation back now that now that travel has opened up a little bit. And I see Matt saying he he wants to talk. So what's up? 
Well, I was actually talking to somebody about that when I was at um, Walt Disney World. I don't know if it was y'all's trip, the one I went with you guys or with my wife, but they said that was one of the biggest downsides of Epcot and the World Showcase right now is they just couldn't get folks from that country to be there. And that honestly, if you have the opportunity and you know maybe we, there's some more some more folks are allowed to come work in, in their country's pavilion, talk to them, engage with them, hear their stories and it's something that you'll you'll never forget. So definitely do that. But Tom, I'm laughing because <laughs> originally when you said visas, I was like, what kind of visa card can I get to only spend money in Epcot? Oh yeah, work. And why is that why is that needed? <laughs> yeah, special visas that exist only for working at Epcot, not spending your money. Disney will take any form of payment. Surprised they don't take Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the uh cryptocurrencies if, out if there. If they ever t- if they ever take Litecoin I'm gonna be a very rich man because I have a little bit of Litecoin. Need I need Disney to get on board and take that as currency so everyone will pop Litecoin to the moon. All right, going to the trivia question from a couple of weeks ago. I asked how much does a popcorn bucket refill cost? Only two dollars. And I'll tell you, this is how they sucker you in. I bought one in Christmas one year. I like it. It's actually a decoration in our house during Christmas. It lights up, it's cool, it's a Christmas tree. Really not comfortable to carry around my neck. Really not comfortable to carry around my shoulder, but I thought, hey, I'm going to buy this. The popcorn's X amount of dollars. If I get this refillable thing, we're going to refill it all the time. I don't think we've ever taken it back in the park with us. I think it was that night we used it. Probably did one refill, but $2 if you are interested in that kind of thing. They've got a cool Millennium Falcon one. It looks like it would be a little more comfortable. Um, Trivia question for this week. How many trash cans are in Magic Kingdom? This is kind of a rough estimate because you know people are going to have different numbers. It's a larger number than I would have guessed. Uh, how many trash cans are Magic Kingdom? Obviously, we've talked about the trash can roughly every 20 to 30 feet. I'll get into some more of that when we answer the trivia question. You can tweet us at Mendu WDW Podcast, or you can email us at Mendu WDW at gmail.com with your guesses. That is something that I am really interested in finding the answer to. And as soon as we end this podcast, I'm going to ask you the answer. Well, maybe I'll tell you. Maybe I won't. Um, but if that's all you got tonight, I'm going to go ahead and hit the, the closing here. Uh, that's all for this week. Please tune in in two weeks for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at WW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at MendoWW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. And as always, thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We will see you in a couple weeks.